All right, so what do you got here? Hold on just a second. Now I'm, now I'm losing my... Let me just concentrate here for a minute. I'm trying to look for an original write-up. Now, that, that opened up, and there's nothing on that page, so I'm going to close that. That was back in June of 2009. Did you just tell me the date of a file that doesn't exist? Hi, I'm John, Creative Director for Device Packaging. And I'm Jesse, Independent Graphic Designer specializing in packaging and branding. And you're listening to Clean Up on Aisle 9. Unfortunately, this is the background and the assignment was for another job that we got. So it's the, a mistitled document. Yeah, because this one says design. Okay, we're 0 for 2 here. I know. This says design exploration and final art for a line extension. Okay. So this is a creative brief or a project brief. Yes. Assignment brief. Right. There's a lot of names for these briefs. Yeah. They're often not brief. Some are pretty brief. That one looks I pretty mean, brief. I I you know it's, it's pretty quick. The 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 one thing I've learned, you know, working on developing a brand and doing a package design, whether it's brand new or whether it's a refresh or whatever, it's like sometimes if a brief is a little brief, it's less confusing to work on. Yes. It's more wiggle room. Well, yeah. You have too much information, man. It's just you get into overload and you can't even like you, you, you're going word by word through everything that they want on all this stuff. And then it then it gets confusing real quick, you know? Analysis paralysis. <laughs> Analysis paralysis. Right? Like, yeah. Too much yeah. information. Yeah. You can't, you know, what now? the cognitive yeah. load. Yeah. You Overload. Just, yeah. Let's take our creative team. What's the worst thing we can do with them? Oh, let's give them a 10 page document to yeah. go through. Let's confuse them. Let's first. stop them in their tracks. Right. You came here looking for ideas, right? Right. Yeah, let's just stop all that. Yeah. This is either over over the phone or with the client there. Then we're gonna A, like hang up the phone, and then now we're too now we've wasted all our time, so we're gonna have to come back on another day right. and rebrief the brief right. that we did. Or the client's in town and you gotta put everything aside and go out and do a little a little two step dinner thing and then uh come back and remember all the stuff that you talked about the day before and try to start the project. Right. Anyways, I don't know I don't know where we're going with that, but we're going to go back. I want to I want to talk about Seagram's sweet tea vodka, okay? Right. And Seagram's, I don't have the background of where when it started and all that stuff. We can look it up. I'm going to Google that shit um, right now. But uh it's this funky bottle that's uh kind of embossed oh. with this texture all Guess over. Guess what it. they started with? Gin. Canadian whiskey. Oh, Canadian. They're a Canadian okay. company, eh? Yeah, okay. And so they started with Canadian whiskey, and they were based in Waterloo. Okay. I love that song. Do you remember that song? Waterloo. Oh, that's ABBA. Shoo-ba-doo-ba-doo-ba-doo. Right? Something else. So they started as um, Canadian whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I need that. <laughs> wow. The, well, according to this, they are defunct. Well, maybe, maybe they- Oh, they because imploded. Now, and their beverage assets were wholesaled off to industry titans, including Diageo. I want to come out with something and have Diageo pay me a billion dollars for- For for what is this you're going to come up with? I don't care what it is. I mean- I'm going to sell it to- I mean, I'm, I want to be the George Clooney and his other buddy that went down to Mexico and- and started uh, Casamigos. Like, oh, um, they, right, they, right, they, right. They dished them. Um, so we really got off track there. Where were we at? where was I going with this? You know, man, I don't even know. Oh, we're just talking. Oh, well, getting back, I, I, I wanted like these guys were acquired by Diageo Seagrams, I guess maybe. Okay, right. Okay. 
Well, yeah. So, so Clooney now, you know, there's different celebrities that go down to Mexico and decide I'm going to, I'm going to get into the spirits business. So George Clooney went down with his, uh, another buddy and they came up with Casamigos. Oh, right, right. Okay. Casamigos has only, had only been on the market for maybe four years, not quite five years. Right. And Diageo picked that up from Clooney for one point something billion. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of agaves. Well, so this whole thing with Seagram's, I guess, yeah. they started in 1857, Waterloo, Ontario, with uh, Joseph Seagram. Okay. And they became partners with this guy, these bunch of guys. Then in 1924, they founded a, a distiller's corporation, blah, blah, blah. But, um, and they purchased a distillery in the U.S., right? So they're in Canada. Yeah. They purchased this distillery in the U.S., they dismantle it, ship it to Canada, and reassemble it in Quebec. Wow. So they were never convicted of it. No. But apparently they dealt with bootleggers throughout the entire Prohibition time. Wow. And in fact, when they, in the 30s, later, when they decided to set up a business in the U.S., out of Canada, coming to U.S., hey. they, yeah, they had to pay $1.5 million to the government. Which to, is... Yeah, back then, in the a 30s. Ton. A ton. of money. Wow. To pay delinquent taxes on liquor... That was illegally exported to the U.S. from Prohibition. So they made all this money in Canada. Didn't see that coming. They come to America. Yeah. U.S. is like, guess what, dog? You owe us all this excise tax <laughs> oh, man. from back when you weren't supposed to even be shipping stuff. Originally, the government asked for $60 million. Which would be like probably all 100, the money. $100 billion. All the money in Canada. All the money in Canada. <laughs> 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 but, then, but then when the Seagram's guy said, but what you do, sir, you do not understand. We do not have all of the money in Canada. They said, well, you will give us $1.5 then. Yeah, we're going to take all the money. Wow, that's I missed in that. In eighty one, wanting to diversify, Seagram's company engineered a takeover of Conoco Oil. Whoa, that's crazy. No, it is crazy. Then they got into doing wine coolers and had oh, yeah. Bruce Willis on some commercials. Oh yeah, Seagram's. Yeah, that's right. Oh, here's Dupont again. They decide they're going to buy Seagram's for nine billion. God, I, I think I probably got paid about five grand on this whole thing. Son I mean, of a. Bitch. Then he got a controlling interest in MCA. Wow. The beverage division went to Pinot, Ricard, and Diageo. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Wow. That's so freaking weird. And then in 2002, Coca-Cola. Ah, man. This is like a sick rabbit hole of... Of buyouts and negotiations yeah. and all that. Stuff. Well, it's just, you know, you start make, you start bootlegging, and then you get pissed off because you owe, you know, you got to pay all this money. Yeah. And then you go, you know what? Let's right. go start just doing shit you know it, it you know what charlie uncle charlie said what do you say edgar edgar jr's uncle charlie was interviewed and and he was asked about the decisions that led to the demise of seagram he said it was a family tragedy oh so there's the story about that this, these guys are weirdos yeah i i i just remember like when we were contacted to do this they were going to put together a flavored sweet tea vodka, a tea <laughs> vodka. Okay. <sighs> That's scary to me. When I was looking at some of the stuff that they had out there, they had a, they had a vodka, mm. you know, it's on the like lower two thirds of the shelf. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not up there with the gray gooses and all the, yeah. you know, the Chopin it's, it's and, and dusty low shelf. It's a low freezers. shelf thing, but yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's a I, kneecapper. I, it's yeah. <laughs> and, 
uh, as much as I can remember from the brief was like, we had to use the same style of bottle. And again, it's a funky bottle. Like same style, like you couldn't change it at all. Couldn't change it at all. Got it. And it's, it's a, has this embossed texture that goes all around the bottle and then it has a big open clear space in the middle. And that's the area where you can apply a label on the front. Did they ever explain what it was about that bottle that they found so enchanting? I probably have it somewhere in my notes, but I don't know. But as far as the label goes, if you had a really cool label on here, yeah, the bottle texture might look kind of cool. I don't know. It's it's definitely looks like it still wants to stay on those lower shelves with that crazy bottle texture. Yeah. Well, you look at so many spirit designs and the bottles are such an integral part of that. Well, yeah. And that was the deal. I mean, at the time there was like everybody and their grandmother was, I mean, the vodka category was just on fire. Yeah. And the sweet tea vodka was used. You would mix that with like the lemonade. And you make those, what do you call those? Name after the golfer. Oh, an Arnold Palmer. That's it. Ar- Arnold, Arnold Palmer. So you would, you would take the sweet tea um, vodka, you pour a little that in some lemonade and good to go. Or do you just pour this over ice? You know? I mean, that's... You, um, I dare you to taste some of that. I'm, I mean, not, I'm not going there. No, no. Because It again, doesn't smell that bad. I mean, it's no, perfumey. It's, yeah. It's perfumey, but um, I'm going to taste some of this. So you know, this has been in my bar for like, probably like, probably since you designed it. Yeah, since 08. I bet this has probably been in there since 08 because it probably we has. obviously don't drink a lot of this stuff. And So when, once once I did the sweet tea, then I had to do it in a couple different sizes. I had to do it for, are you still going? Are you alive? <laughs> wow. Hmm. It's got notes of hints of acid. Hints of ass. ass Southern ass. ass yeah. <laughs> peaches. And, Southern peaches aspirations. No, aspirations. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's not as terribly horrible as I thought it was going to be. Right. And I could see. Yeah. They say on the back about like, um you know, surf chilled straight up yeah. on the rocks or with a splash of ginger ale. Yeah. That sounds kind of bold to mix. Ginger ale's got a powerful kind of thing going on. I don't know what. I wonder if, like, chemically something happens when it combines with the peach. Ginger, the peach. Could they be. get together. Yeah. Make a funky baby in your mouth. Well, the you know, the um, Jameson, Jameson uh, whiskey and, and ginger, ginger ale. That's a nice little cocktail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Maybe they were thinking on that terms. I have no idea. But It's um, funky. So... I kind of got excited when we st- because I, I, like I said, there was there was a couple other brands out there that were just starting in this category right. specifically with tea flavored vodka. Okay, and they weren't that great. No, I'm getting excited about it because it's a big name, right? Seagrams, and they said, oh, and by the way, you know, they're giving us all this stuff. Like, yeah, you know, we want this stuff to be. You know, maybe there's uh, someone making homemade sweet tea, you know, putting the stuff out on their porch, letting the sun get to it. It's the southern thing, you know, and it's this and that. Kind of a little bit of their bootleg sort of uh Yeah, kind of like, yeah. And so I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there listening to this brief and kind of sketching some ideas down, you know, so I don't lose them. And thinking, wow, this is going to be great. I think there's an opportunity we can do something cool with like this jar with a fastener thing and stuff. And they're going, oh, and by the way, we got to use this bottle. And it's like, oh, oh joy kill, I guess. Right. right. It's like, really? Anyhow, the team, and I think there was maybe, it wasn't that big of a budget, but I think there might have been about 
three or four of us at the most on this team for the round one design stuff. And I actually have I think I have the feedback from from. Oh, okay. And and again, the design that I did was the one that was actually chosen to move forward. But what I did, I was able to, once they chose a design direction, and then we worked out tweaks and stuff. Right. um, There was a couple things I wanted to do, and and I go when you blow up this the the Seagram's crest, it's it's really it's just not good looking at all. It's poorly drawn. And I thought, well, this would be an opportunity to kind of work this thing out, right? And have it really, clean it up, really done nice mm-hmm. in case this thing gets blown up big, right? Um, and they said and no. stuff, and they said mm. no, no. And I, I, I don't even think I really spent. I think when I was shut down on the whole crest thing, then I just didn't even think about even looking twice at the Seagrams actual brand, the, the name. brand mark. Yeah, brand I mean, mark, I yeah. doubt that if they don't want you to touch their bottle. Right. They sure as hell don't want you touching their logo. Yeah. Right. And but, it's interesting, these things that companies like attach this um, importance to and you know, like, you know, it'd be good to know if they actually have equity in it and customers are like, oh, I know that by sight. Or if it's just legacy, it's something they're so used to seeing that they don't question it anymore. Right. Yeah. The one thing I was adamant about was going, and I, I, I go, look, I, we want to have this printed on uncoated stock. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, because the other, the, their other stuff in their portfolio was, was all kind of slick and coated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, for something that's coming out of like, you know, the down home sweet tea kind of yeah idea. Shiny stuff. ain't going to work. No, you want it to be kind of rugged and kind of down home mm-hmm. and kind of. Porch uh, appropriate. Right. Yeah. I, the you know the redundancy on here is interesting though, Seagram's peach tea, peach tea flavored with vodka made with right. five times distilled vodka. Right. Well, that I had to figure out how to put that copy in. Right. You know, I I was try I was struggling with all of that. Um, well, a lot of times, like a client will want you to put all this stuff. Put the same thing right below it, just in case. Just in case they're drunk when they go to buy this, it, it, it's. I they, think they'll know what it is. Yeah, I think this came down to it was a legally we had to do this. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, it was a it was a legal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me see. I think I have some feedback here, and so they say you know, front label crest, no changes. Seagram's logo, no changes. However, if the designer feels that the size of the Seagram's logo on one design competes in size with the sweet T name, mm. reduce logo in size. Mm. Anyway, that's nice. That's a rare is- thing. You you rarely hear them say make the logo smaller. Typically, right. the demand is make the logo bigger. Right, bigger. Yeah, there was. So that's cool. You know, there was a there was a few other concepts that we did. I actually did a concept where I did a like a mason jar illustration on that label. It just seemed a bit overkill. Wait a second, we have this bottle. Then you're going to do a mason jar. It looked kind of stupid. You know what got I mean? It, got it. Looked it. like yeah, it was yeah. trying too hard. Oh, yeah. So, and I think I even came up with what's the tagline under there? True Southern. Yeah, True Southern. Quotes. Yeah, I think on one of my concepts I had that, and then they. They took it off that and said, hey, let's put ah, it on here. All right. Um, but see, the the whole thing here is our, our podcast is called Clean Up on Aisle 9. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is where I wanted to kind of demonstrate where it was. And then the slow decline 
of where it's currently today. Okay. So, all right. So, do you want to describe for people kind of what the where your start look is and where you're at, like give them yeah so tra- the star- draw them a picture yeah so the start look is this sculpted label that was I had to use there I couldn't change right the label um, but I had to keep the uh, the crest which is at the very top in the center and then the product name was called Sweet Tea right it's just um, it looks like it's a stamp yeah it's yeah. kind of a stamp font and it violates so, out to the edge it goes it all violates the way to out the to the edge you know yeah. it's kind of irreverent it kind of had a handmade sort of look mm-hmm. to it I didn't have anything in the budget to actually get a calligrapher involved and then you got a texture in the background kind of off on the right side on both sides yeah I had oh, this okay. kind of rough texture you know right. that I thought added a little bit more of that authentic sort of down-home look to it. And then underneath the product name Sweet Tea, I had this typographic statement on another concept that said True Southern, you know, because I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it's from the South. Right. It was not. Um, It's from Canada. Well, there you go. (laughs) At the time, I didn't really get to (laughs) Originally at the bottom, I just had to say Sweet Tea flavored vodka, which I had much smaller at the very bottom of the label. But I had to make it bigger. That's from the lawyers. The lawyers had that. Yeah. By the way, it, there's, there's another part that the lawyer said, you see. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Two, consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. Right. Can I see that for a second? Yeah. So, yeah, this is your standard government warning. One of the last sentences in there is the thing it ends on health problems. Right. So this is a little pet peeve of mine where designers get a little too lazy, but I justify that um, on all the stuff. Because if you don't, the last thing you read that pokes out is health problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you you justify it, you don't see it as much. Anyways, it's just it's just a thing. That's pretty clever, though. I see where, you know, you're thinking. The other thing that I that I see from time to time that some designers will do when you do start out with a font that's has, you know, a texture in it and stuff. Right. Right. You have to, like, change up. Yeah. You don't want the E looking exactly the same as the other E. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I'm right there with you. Like, especially you got an E and A right by each other. Yeah. You got to. You got, you got to change it up. If it's because, supposed to look like it's hand done, there's right. no way that it would be repeating. And you I, see that all the time and it yep. just drives me crazy. It's lazy. Yeah. What's so ridiculous about the laziness of it is that something like an E, you could flip it vertically and now you've just changed your texture. Oh, yeah. Like somebody might recognize it, but they might not. Same with your A, you could flip it horizontally. Right. And now your deckling is yeah. different or it's, whatever. It's not It's not hard to do. No. Yeah. It just takes a minute. Right. But the other thing on this particular package that I couldn't, they had a screw on top. It's called a Stelvin cap. Yeah, that, that thing, thing makes it look cheap. It looks cheap, and it looks a little too too fussy. Mm. Um, and I was thinking, wow, this would be cool if we had a neck wrap and a cork, you yeah. know, to put into it. Um, and that said, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming, Jess. Now here's the door. Yeah. You can leave us now. It's weird when you think about that, right? Because there's an extra cost to that, right? But if that cost it initiates with the brand, they'll stick with it, right? When you think about like uh, Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. That stuff still comes in a little bag. Like the bottle, if you ever taken a bottle out, like nobody ever takes a bottle out of right. there. No. The bottle's got a label on it. Yeah. The bag thing is yeah. superfluous. Yeah. It's a waste of material. Right. It's all on there. But 
you can't not find it at the store. That's the one. No, you, you see can't. It. They can't. You and can't change that. So That's they like... somebody decided that like, yep, it's dumb. We're paying extra money. We're going to keep doing that. Yeah. Because that's how people find it in the store. Right. Like, so that's when you're packaging, like the Coca-Cola bottle. Oh, right. Yeah. When your packaging itself actually becomes the trade dress for the brand, right? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yep. And so that's probably why they wanted to hold on to their speckly bottle, because they're like, well, that's our, that's our signature thing. You know, if you took 10 strangers off the street and you showed them the the profile of a Coca-Cola bottle, they'd probably be able to recognize it. Yes. But if you did that with this, probably ain't nobody going to notice. Right. It's great as a theory, but if it's not in practice with your customer base, then it's just in the mind of your marketing team. And that's mm, not good. I know. Anyway, so that is how it sort of rolled out. You know, so I I started with um, the sweet tea and got that look to where I wanted it. Right. And everybody bought off on it. They loved it. They liked the... Um... But anyways, once I did the first... I, I started the design on the 750 ml bottle. Mm. Did that. Great. Now I want you to apply it to the, like the big one, the big jug thing, which is the one... <laughs> yeah, the like one and a half liter. Yeah, which has got a handle. You know? Yeah. You Back in grip. the South, then yeah. you're, you're going with the, your crew and you're going to get your sweet tea on. Okay. So this would have been great. If they would have let you go with the mason jar with the lid thing for the small one, for the 750. Yeah. And then go with something like a moonshine jug oh, for the I one see. and a half. Yeah. That they would have they would have spent some extra money, but you know what shelf they would have been on? Yeah. Maybe not that little bottom shelf no. down there. They would have gone up to the shelf where people would be like, "I'm going to party. I'm going to bring some Ooh, what is yeah. that? That yeah. looks cool." That's, that's like my friggin' moonshine though. Mm. Yeah. Well, and then I had to do it in the little 50 ml, you know, the kind that you that you for airplanes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is always tricky. I mean, that one's like... It's tiny. Oh, it's tiny. And yeah. then, and I bet the plastic bottle had this little pebbly crap all over it, too, didn't it? I, 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 be, I think it I did. bet if we Google that, I, I think bet it, it does. But see, this is where it all goes south. Uh, ah, yeah. this wasn't really i mean it, you know anytime you do a design and it gets out there it's kind of like your baby right and it's, it's like your, it's your sweet peach tea southern your, true southern baby, baby you know funky. i mean you'll you'll be like out shopping around or doing something and next thing you know it's like oh yeah i'm in the th- oh hey there it is. Yeah. Look at that thing. Yeah, hey, right hey, you little guy. How Aww. you doing? You're looking pretty good. Yeah. You know? Then when you see it on shelf, you kind of look around like in your bedmos or wherever, and you mm-hmm. spend a little time and you make sure everything's all straightened up. And if there's <laughs> if there's one missing, you pull one over on another thing oh, and make it look good. You know, oh, all right, take all right. a few pictures. Yeah, and you go the there. So there it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know. It is a really to, weird feeling to do something and then you see it on see it out there like everywhere. Well, and especially if you go to like another country or something. Oh, wow. Like yeah. to another now culture. That's, yeah, and that's then you weird. see something there. You're like. It is because I've done this from time to time. I'll buy it. You know, I, I not that I'm going to really drink it because personally I tried it. I didn't. The flavor wasn't for me. You right. know, but I buy it because, hey, at some point I want this as reference because I, I didn't get a bunch from the client, you know, right, right, right. and I've had this with a few other products where you're buying it, you know, someone will say, oh, wow, I've tried this. Do you like this? You know, and I go, oh, yeah, you know, I I, I, I did the label. They're going, oh, no, you didn't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, like well, cre- let me show you the creative brief. Yeah. <laughs> I just carry it around with me. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, so then a few years go by. All right. Right. And you're walking down an aisle 
And then you see this. What then you the see crap then you see that? this piece of work. Oh. And it's on a it's it's the same design a little bit, but okay. it's on a All right, let me can I describe this for the people? Okay, go ahead. All right, you people are not going to believe this. Okay. Okay. So, first of all, it looks like yep, they changed their bottle unless that's a different size they made it so fatter. so they changed their bottle which they said they didn't want you to do they somehow found a magical way to make it worse it yes. looks like a wicker plastic or so. i don't even know what you would call that they decided that the metal cap which looked super cheap now looks like maybe it's a plastic it's cap a plastic, to go extra yeah. they got a necker going around there out of paper so that gives them an opportunity to throw more garbage up there God knows what they did with that seal that they told you not to touch because the crest. people, they did redesigned this crest to look like a really bad, like hamburger stand in the fifties knockoff. It's like yellow and red with a big S and I don't know what kind of horses. Are, it's just gar it's garbage. And, it's, and in case you would miss how garbagey it looks, they made it really, really big. Yes. So it's big, and, and it's part of the die cut. They die cut it out of the top. Yes. Then they got the logo. It looks like the regular Seagram's logo is about the only thing they didn't touch. Then they took your, mm -hmm. they took this distress type. Same font. Oh, they just condensed it a little they bit, maybe? They condensed it. They okay. squeezed it. They condensed it. it, and they drop shattered it. Oh, the so fuckers. there's I'm no sorry. way. I, just, I, you, oh my I, God, I think they so... deserve a on that well yeah it's just it, so because bad. it was a stamp and now it looks like a stamp that's a dimensional like a thing like oh people come on like think about what it is that you're doing if this is a stamp there's no way it's going to have that weird drop shadow on there and drop shadows like it's almost like they went to somebody and said check this out we got this pretty cool design yeah but we've heard that bad <laughs> 80s graphics are coming back in style. Right. Could you not do a good 80s version, but do a really shitty 80s version? The, 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 it's garbage. And guess what it's printed on? A glossy. Mm, why does that not surprise label. me? And yeah. then, they, but they kept your true Southern, but they made it and big. What baffles me a little bit wow. is why I, I hate the drop shadow, but to squeeze it and to condense um, yeah. a font always. Always makes me cringe. Yeah. And, and. Okay. So, so maybe it was a mid shelf before, but now it's like, it's, it's so low shelf. It's not even in the store. It's like when you walk past that guy who's like passed out in front of the 7 Eleven yeah, on the curb, right. drunk. Yeah. And the bottle rolls out of his hand. That's, they're like, that's what I want it to look like. Okay. <laughs> well, now keep that in mind because as successful as that was, <laughs> They go, you know what? No. Can we take it a bit further? No. Yeah. Can we can we even take no. it beyond that? Oh God. And so here's the latest. I don't I don't know if I want to see this. What in the hell is that? Now, you want my explanation of this? Okay. Oh, please. All right. Well, I kind of describe it. Um, it's got the Seagram's branding. Sweet tea is the names on there, but it's just in a serif font. But they have this. These swoosh marks at the bottom in two different colors that are mm. going horizontally across yeah, the label. Swirly like. So when I first saw this and I, I freaked out, it looked like a low end vodka hooked up with a shampoo bottle. Right. And this is their illegitimate child. <laughs> I think you nailed it. And you know what? That might have been the brief. So, uh, this is John. And this is Jess. And uh, thanks again for listening to uh, Clean Up on Aisle 9. 
Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe and share with your friends. And leave us a review so we can reach more awesome listeners like you. <laughs>